welcome to the Pro Wrestling Post podcast with Mark Madison. In this episode, Mark talks to Caprice Coleman. Go to www.prowrestlingpost.com for interviews, blogs, reviews, and upcoming events in your area. You can listen to our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Anchor, or whatever podcast app you prefer. And now, here is Mark and Caprice. Now, discuss your early training under the Hardys and your time with Omega. How did that all work out and how did that, what did you walk away from that experience with? I really enjoyed my experience with them. Um, they actually who brought me into wrestling. Um, it's pretty much all I knew. And um, being with them, I didn't really understand who I was with until later because uh, in my head, I just wanted to wrestle. I just wanted to be trained how to wrestle. And um, didn't realize I was with uh, one of the most elite groups uh, in the business. You know, so um, that was a big plus for me. And um if I had to do it all over again, I would have. I just would have did some things different as far as uh, risks that I've taken. I would have taken them a lot earlier if I would have known uh, being what I know now. Okay. Um, super, thank you. Um, now, maybe you can clarify something because I had read something and rumors are rumors until somebody either refutes them or, or says, no, it's not, um, that you had competed for the WWE um, at one point in your career. Okay, um, so maybe describe the experience and um, what do you feel could have been done better to maybe support that growth that you were talking about that you did with Omega? As far as with WWE? Yes, professionally for yourself. Uh, I think, um, I don't know, just uh, at the time I didn't realize, like I said, the opportunities that I had. Uh, when I was younger, um, but even when I started training in wrestling, I was already living um, on my own, and I already had a full-time job uh, and all that, and I was already going to school, and so uh, those were my priorities. Um, Matt and Jeff and, and Shannon and, and, uh, and all the rest of the guys, their only priority was really wrestling. Um, so a lot of decisions that they made, you know, just, you know, um, giving up everything and going straight for wrestling, I didn't do because, you know, I had bills to pay. Um, I had to go to work and all. But if I had to do it all over again, I might have even moved back in with my parents. Just went, you know, all out with wrestling and taking all the, you know, chances then. But I wasn't brought up that way, you know. And uh, at the beginning with wrestling, I was kind of looking at it as something cool to do. Um, and maybe I'll make it to WWE one day. But... Um, I wasn't. I didn't put everything into it like I should have when I was single, uh, and it, it just caught up with me. They they took. I mean, all they did was wrestle. They didn't do anything else. They had a little side job uh, and all, but the, the side jobs they had allowed them to wrestle whenever you know they needed to. You know, and they still lived with their parents and stuff like that. So they didn't have any true responsibilities. Right. Um, and I did. And that that's kind of what you know. My priorities, looking back, my priorities in the wrong place. But at the time, I felt my priorities were in the right place, you know? True. Um, but you also found it as being a learning experience for yourself. 
Um, would you have said that? Would you have said that it would be it was a learning experience for yourself? Um, and because sometimes without those opportunities, you, you, you kind of don't know what lies ahead and you kind of build on that. Do you feel that, that it maybe did that? Yeah, I did, I did learn from it, but it kind of was me uh, kind of too late to do anything about it because now I'm married with children and the same things I pose. I can't give up everything and go for wrestling when I have mouthpiece at home. So the best I can do with that is you know, up-and-coming wrestlers, let them know what they're in for and what they can do and the risk to take while they're young, you know, to make it pay off when they're older because the older you get, the more responsibilities you get. Um, it's hard to put everything aside and just go pro wrestling, you know? Yeah. And that's kind of what it takes to make it uh, in this sport. Um, as a father of an 11-week-old myself, I can totally understand where priorities are very different. So if you've got to put food on the table you got to make a decision that works best for you um and i totally commend you for doing that um as one half of the cnc wrestle factory yourself and cedric alexander shared a fair amount of success um how did the initial concept come about for you two to be together together yeah yeah um i think i had just moved back in the country i've been overseas for three years and uh pretty much uh not really start wrestling, but there was nowhere for me to wrestle overseas, and I had to go overseas because, you know, in debt and all because thinking I'd be able to get signed with WWE, uh, and all I didn't like start spending money or you know, whatever like that. It's just um, I had I had um went to college, I paid my way through college, uh, and all that, and then um, that just caught up with me, and um, I lost I had lost my job at one time and. Time I had lost my job, I kind of was paying my rent with my credit cards, mm -hmm. um, and then I ended up. When I graduated, I got a job and was trying to pay it off. But I always thought when I got a job when I graduated, I'd be making good money, but I wasn't, and so I was paying the minimum balances, and then uh, it ended up, you know, being a lot more. And so I needed to pay the bills off, and so I moved overseas to pay the bills off, and. Um, and I was able to pay all my bills and debts off and stuff like that. And um, then when I, I always liked wrestling, but I just couldn't wrestle over there. So I had to get up at a time. And then the last year I was there, uh, wrestling actually came to Kuwait, and I was able to pick it back up. Um, and uh, I stayed in shape. And um, once I got that first match, uh, first time back in the ring, I was football over again. And I was ready to come back, and when I came back, um, I went back down to uh, NWA uh, Anarchy, is what it was called then, and um, Bill Barons and all, and it was just seeing if I was you know, the same or better than I left. And uh, I guess they thought I was, and Ring of Honor saw that I was back in country, and um, they called me up, and of course with TNA and WWE, and uh, everybody knew I was back, and it was just pretty much seeing, you know, uh, compared to what I was before I left, how I was that. And, um, WWE and TNA, uh, with my talks with them, it was kind of like starting all over again. Like, who's this guy, you know, da da da. Um, but Ring of Honor, they knew who I was. They just wanted to know if I was able to keep up a full time schedule. And with WWE and all, uh, when I got back, it was the first time that uh, I realized that my age played a big part. 
that now is like, you know, with Ring of Honor, they didn't care about my age. They just wanted to know that I could perform at the level that they needed, you know. Mm-hmm. What Ring of but WWE was just big on age, you know, the investment on the age and stuff. Uh, so the the con the idea of you and Cedric and how that came about just when you came overseas it just kind of worked itself out. Oh or? man, I don't, I jumped ship and just fought a whole other stuff. <laughs> uh, when I got back, uh, yeah, when I got back in, in country or whatever, that Ring of Honor, yeah, like they talked to me on, they told me the idea that they had um, when I was doing matches for them or whatever um, with Cedric, and I had known Cedric because when I got back in country, um, I started working with uh, the NWA and all with Cedric. Uh, was part of that, and we were doing seminars together. We would always stick at each other because he was like real young, uh, very young. I think he was like 18 at the time. And uh, we hung out of home together because I was kind of like his, you know, mentor, but not mentor. We just, it was kind of like I recognized him a lot. And so, you know, we talked when we saw each other, and we would stick and say, hey, don't stand too close to me because with us being black, they're going to make us the tag team, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, it was kind of that thing, and we was just, and, uh, he would bounce stuff off of me, um, type stuff, because he was really, really young. Um, it's not a lot of black people in the so when you, you know somebody else is there that's black, you kind of automatically are you know closer to him, and uh, that's kind of what it was me and him. And so we were very familiar with one another. Uh, and then when Ring of Honor told us about the idea, we both just kind of busted out laughing. We thought we knew it was going to happen eventually because um, you know. Uh, that's just the way things go in the sport. So uh, when I was told about it, I was I was excited about it because I already knew he was a great athlete um, and had a, a whole lot of potential. So to me, it was an honor to work with him because uh, it was a chance for me to give the advice that I wish somebody gave to me uh, when I was his age. Um, I I got to tell you, like even even the name of the team itself. Uh, younger audiences may not be as familiar. Yes, it's a play on both of your names, but the whole like CNC Music Factory, CNC Wrestle Factory. I think it just it worked perfectly. So um, really clever, but really smart, and it worked. It made sense. Um, yeah, it, it definitely wasn't our idea. The first time we tagged, uh, it was in like a tag tournament, something with Ring of Honor, and like a smart mark name is that like on the internet, and then like it just caught on, and so uh, we. We're actually trying to figure out a name for our tag team, and we couldn't really come up with anything that Ring of Honor would agree on. And then it just went to, hey, if it ain't broken, don't fix it. Because by the time we had taken up or coming up with a name, um, <laughs> matches were going on, matches were going on, and uh, they would always say CNC, CNC. <laughs> so we were just kind of stuck with that. Um, the split between you and Cedric was really amicable at the time. Um, where did that idea come about? Did you feel maybe that there could have been more that you two could have accomplished um, or could have done together as a team? Or were you happy with it absolutely. being? Absolutely. Absolutely, both ways. I mean, um, in my way, I felt like the split was, was, was early because um, I understand why they did it uh, because Cedric was really, really hot on the Indies at the time. And he still is and all. And, um, my schedule don't allow me to do as much on the Indies as other people's uh, schedule allows them. And so he was really, really hot on the Indies, and um, his word was getting out. So they wanted to push him, you know, single-wise. I understood that. And I knew that I would get a singles push as well. But, um, like I said, I don't have the time uh, outside of wrestling to put 
that, you know, Spangles, uh, whatever do with me, you know, with the ministry work that I do with the marriage, with the family and working and also I understood that and um I, I do feel that we could have went a lot further. Um, I, I still feel that the future is still, you know, uh, anything's possible, you know, but I, I think now that um Cedric is coming into his own uh in the single ranks, uh he's learning a, a lot more almost than what I could teach him through the experience that he's getting. And, um, and I'm learning a lot more as well because, like, when I came back to the country, wrestling had changed a whole lot. And um, it, it took a while for me to adjust to the new standards of wrestling. And um, I believe without time apart, we've both been able to adjust uh, to that. So if we end up back together, fine. If not, that's fine. Yeah, either way, we're both going to be fine. Um, so it, this is kind of piggybacking off of that. Um, as both of the, a singles and a tag team wrestler yourself, you... You've, you've achieved success. Um, do you have a preference, uh, either one way or another, uh, whether you prefer to compete as a tag partner or as a singles single? I, 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 I prefer singles um, because I, I'm a very uh, creative person, uh, and uh, I like tag as well. If I had a choice, I, of course, I mean everybody would um, be single, I believe. Uh, but I think having that. Uh, it's kind of like the Briscoes. It's, it's, if I had a choice, it would kind of be like the Briscoes to where, you know, uh, I'm tied with somebody that's, you know, they know that, hey, we're going to be tagged in regardless, but we still have our same careers as well. Mm-hmm. You know, if I had my choice, it would be like that. Um, now, at times, wrestling is circular, much like life. Um, that said, both yourself and Omega alumni Steve Carino are together with uh, Ring of Honor and have been for a few years. Um, do you find that you've... <laughs> it's kind of... I don't, I don't mean that for the question to sound redundant, but um, you you worked with him many years ago and you're working with him in a different capacity today. And you see how he is on commentary and you see how you are in the ring. Maybe could you speak to the progress or development that you've noticed between both you and he from then and now? It's kind of too far. I mean, it, it, I think that everything that we would notice would be the obvious uh, because when I knew Steve Turner, um, he was uh, wrestling. You know, he was doing great things in wrestling. He, when we first met, he, he wasn't initially, but then he got signed with ECW um, and all came of old school and all that. So, uh, Steve Carino wrestling was pretty much all I knew. Um, but we always knew he, he was more like a wrestling historian as well, you know. And um, so to see him at Ring of Honor when he first, Consider yourself uh, a man of faith? Of course. Okay. So the question here is more about religion as it pertains to wrestling. Um, I, I've asked this question to different people, and the perspective on it is 
um, is different. So I, I was curious as to your perspective. Wrestling has a, a tendency to utilize wrestling. Uh, sorry, has a tendency to utilize religion as it means to convey good and bad. Um, have you ever found that it has ever had a tendency to cross the line in your perspective? As far as my character, or no, no, just in general. It's I, 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 I think they cross the lines all the time, um, which is kind of like the, the thing that I'm going through uh, at the moment. Uh, I feel that uh, wrestling as a whole has taken um, their liberties with Christianity to make uh, jokes out of it as much as possible. Uh, if you ask me, it's kind of like they, they, they try to take anybody that's doing the faith thing and try to make them hypocritical. Um, they try to make them a joke. They try to make it, you know, a, a laughing thing. Um, and, but, however, if you do something satanic or, you know, uh, uh, quote-unquote non-Christian or against it, you know, it's a huge success, like the, the Undertaker and the Wyatt family or whatever like that. Mm. Um, or whatever. So it's almost, you know, the, the very opposite glorification, you know, where they, to, there's no such thing as good anymore. You know, good is frowned upon and bad is glorified. Um, there, uh, the same thing like my character with the Christian character that I had. I, I had limits to what I could do, um, and, and so now, uh, as you could, you'll probably be seeing in the future to where I'm kind of steering away from, you know, the priest Coleman, the preacher, did it because I don't want to get stuck into a position to where they're like, okay, let's contaminate you now, and it's and it's contaminating the preacher. You know what I mean? Um, but I feel like. Uh, if I just go towards Caprice Coleman, um, I could be more versatile and do more things, good or bad, um, that wouldn't uh, be attached to the religion aspect or the faith aspect um, with wrestling. Because um, it's, I think, and a lot of times, it comes off uh, distasteful the way they um, portray Christianity, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, I wanted to be a man that upheld in integrity in and out the ring um, faith-wise. And, uh, and I think for the most part I've done that, um, but there's always uh, limits to how far that character can go um, in the sport. So I'm coming to a realization that I think the, uh, that part of me has ran its course, and I need to step into another uh, area to be more versatile and to protect uh, what I believe in. And just, you know, and continue to wrestle. As a man of integrity, you know, and, and a great entertainer, uh, without having to put religion on the line all the time. And I believe, even though without me putting religion on the line with people know who I am, um, they will still respect uh, what I do. If that makes any sense. No, it does. It certainly does. Um... I appreciate that because I haven't had as much depth in getting that answer. I've had to leave either uh, perspectives of it just being good or bad, and um, I thought there was a little more depth uh, that you provided, and thank you for that. Um, <clears throat> during your time in ROH, uh, who would you say would be a, a, a feud that you were most proud of and one that you felt could have been developed more? Um. I don't know. I feel with the Briscoes uh, for a few that I think could have went on because of the, I think the vignettes could have been pretty cool. Uh, I feel with Red Dragon um, could have been a little 
Again, when I send it over to you, you, you're more than welcome to add more to it because you'll have time to look at it too. Um, wrestlers tend time to develop and improve at their craft. Uh, you're 38. Yep. Yep. Now at 38, at 38, you appear to be getting better as you get older. Uh, to what do you attribute the ability to develop and grow uh, at what you do? So, to what do you attribute that ability in yourself to improve and grow as a wrestler? Uh, I believe it just has to do with uh, your surroundings and what you are around. Um, I believe a big part of me getting better has to do uh, a lot of just being around better people. You know, um, for a long time, I was with uh, other indies, but I was kind of the king everywhere I went, if that makes sense. Right. Um, but when you go somewhere like Ring of Honor, where you're not the king, and uh, people are there are better than you, uh, and it, you know, you either get better or you get left behind. You know, so I feel I've been able to get better, and I've been blessed um, with the ability to stay in shape the way that I have. Um, that I keep, uh, I'm able to continue to grow. You know, and that's why I feel confident where I'm at. To where um, I believe that's yet to come. Super. Um, I've got last two last questions for you, and then I'll let you go. Um, what does the balance of 2015 and beyond have in store for Caprice Coleman? Uh, I believe uh, the very near future um, is going to show a part of Caprice that I don't believe the world knows that I have. Um, a lot more entertaining, a lot more uh, vocal, um, a lot alive, uh, I think is what I would call uh, this next phase of Caprice Coleman is alive. Um, to where uh, I, I just say keep your eyes open. Uh, some things are about to change, uh, I think, for the better. And um, it's going to allow me to be uh, bring out more personality than I've been able to uh, with the current situation that I'm in. And the uh, last question I have for you is, what would you, uh, would you, like, sorry, what would you like to encourage, share, and or promote as it... Um, pertains to Caprice Coleman and or Ring of Honor? Well, I think uh, with young, young and up-and-coming wrestlers, I feel that uh, if they're trying to get into wrestling to take it serious, go all out with it. Um, don't let anybody tell you no and be honest with yourself at the same time. Um, I believe in Ring of Honor. I believe Ring of Honor is doing great things. And um, I look forward to their future see what they're going to uh, be doing with the new things that we have uh, coming our way. Uh, so I just look forward to the future, and I thank for all the support that I have. You can follow me on at Caprice Coleman on Twitter. And uh, I think that's about it. Thank you for listening to the Pro Wrestling Post podcast with Mark Madison. We'll be back very soon with another great interview. You can always check our website www.prowrestlingpost.com for more content. Thank you and see you next time.